on the air at News Radio 1070 WKOK and online at WKOK.com. This is WKOK Sunrise. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, has made our first guest appear as scheduled or has made it possible for uh, his appearance to go on the radio. Uh, so we thank Rob for all of his uh, great help. On the news line with us now, Dr. Rutol Delal, who's been a real rock star for us lately, keeping us up to date with the pandemic for the past year. He's medical director of infectious diseases at UPMC Susquehanna. Uh, he doesn't just say yes to the interviews. He brings a real zeal here, and I think he enjoys talking to us and answering uh, a couple of good questions. Am I right about that, Dr. Delal? Oh, yes, Mark, and I'm um, always happy to be to be on your show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. You have really helped us uh, get through this. Well, I know what the Delta variant is. I want to get your medical opinion. What is the Delta variant? Why is it so much more contagious? And even though it might not be inherently more dangerous per se, but being more contagious uh, makes it more of a menace to us. So your description of the variant... Well, as you know, like, you know, whenever there are viruses, like, you know, they just try to keep themselves alive and stay them, uh, and, like, stay in the community. So we started off with the Alpha variant, which um, started off, like, you know, within two or three months of diagnosing the first uh, particular COVID uh, case. And then came Beta, then came Gamma, and then this is Delta. And also, there's another variant which just came out from Latin America, which is uh, an F's, uh, Lambda variant. So... Delta variant is 50% more transmissible than the British variant, uh, which initially had come out. And then the British variant at that time was also 50% more transmissible than the original COVID virus, which was present at that time. So what happens is these variations happen because of the change in the molecular structure of the outside spike proteins. And when that happens, sometimes depending upon the bond they can have with the human cell receptors, uh, it becomes more contagious and easily transmissible. So t technically this is 70% more transmissible than the regular COVID uh, virus we have percolating around. Um, more easily transmissible makes it more easily contagious, which means that you know more people can get sick. Um, that does not mean that it's going to get more lethal, but at the same time, if it gets into the vulnerable population, which are immunosuppressed, or um, people who don't have a good immune system, then it can become more lethal and more fatal. Delta variant, as you know, is already percolating around 83% of our communities right now in the U.S., and uh, luckily, uh, that hasn't translated into uh, more deaths uh, right now, except for uh, more hospitalizations and more um, uh, like, you know, but, uh, patients in the hospital in the southern states like Florida, Missouri, and Arkansas. So um, that's uh, in synopsis what the, the, the Delta variant is like. For a lot of us lay people, we may not keep the pandemic top of mind all the time. We're, you know, we're gathering groups, the churches are meeting, concerts are happening, and you know, we're shaking hands again and hugging at times, I suppose. So uh, are we missing the boat here if, if we're not keeping the pandemic top of mind? Well, I think it's very easy to forget bad things in our lives. And 
this is probably like a forgettable dream. But at the same time, we need to be uh, like, you know, have a cognizant of the fact that whenever these big pandemics occur, they linger on for three to four years. So we might be at the uh, other end of the curve, but that does not mean we're completely out of the woods as uh, we might see more and more different kinds of variants coming up as we see the virus percolating in a community. So the best thing to do is, of course, um, get vaccinated if possible, as quickly as possible, especially because um, as fall and winter comes into our area, we'll be spending more time indoors with our heaters cranked up. And when that happens, the humidity goes down, which is what the virus likes to thrive in those kind of conditions. So we should be well aware of who are we, like, you know, meeting and greeting and hugging, as you said, um, uh, keeping in mind that, you know, that um, the virus is still around. So we should be sure the other person, if that person is vaccinated, if that person's immunity is good, um, then probably it's okay to do that. But I think uh, we should still proceed with caution and continue with our um, uh, hand washing and masking if appropriate, especially even if you're vaccinated, but if you're immunosuppressed, uh, you should continue to mask. So it's a bit things, small things in the back of your mind, just to think about, okay, what we can do right now to prevent another surge in the fall uh, would definitely go a long way in stamping out this virus once and for all. For people who are vaccinated, we know that they they certainly can be exposed to COVID-19 and they can get it. Tell us about if you are vaccinated, in what way is the incubation period different? In what way is the disease different if you're vaccinated? Well, if you are vaccinated, the chances of you getting the virus is, of course, is pretty low. Uh, like if you have taken the two short studies, which is the Pfizer and Moderna, uh, as you know, like it is around 5 to 6%. But at the same time, if you probably get in touch with something called like the Delta variant, which you just spoke about, which is one of the types of COVID virus, which is extremely transmissible, easily transmissible, uh, the protection level goes down to almost 86 to 88%. Having said that, uh, the incubation period would remain the same. The severity of the disease will definitely go down. It'll be very much milder. You won't end up getting onto the, into the hospital or getting uh, as sick as the unvaccinated individual. And you'll probably have more of an upper respiratory tract symptoms, which means sinus clogging, sore throat, uh, sneezing, mild fevers, and uh, just having more milder symptoms. Um, your chances of getting full-blown cold infection affecting the lungs is still there, but very minuscule. And uh, the chances of you getting onto a ventilator or a breathing machine uh, is almost none. I've seen around four or five patients who have been vaccinated of mine who got exposed to COVID, who actually got sick with it, but they were super, super mild symptoms. So incubation period remains the same. Um, and the effectiveness of the vaccine definitely is seen when especially they get exposed to the COVID virus having very mild symptoms. How contagious? Are you the same amount, uh, same level of contagious during the incubation and when you have symptoms? Uh, If you have taken the vaccine, uh, the chances of you uh, spreading the virus um, is still not known the exact number, but it is still, uh, it's probably less than 5%. So you harboring the virus 
and spreading out to others is extremely low if you're vaccinated. And um, uh, what I would say is, like, you know, the contagiousness also goes down uh, if you harbor the virus yourself and unknowingly give it to others. So the chances of it happening are, are very low. We're talking about uh, we're talking about masking students this fall again as a, potentially a good idea, and schools are discussing this. What's your view on the idea that uh, let's let's say if school were to start today, masking would be good or ideal or recommended? And of course, it'll be a month from now until students go back. Uh, yeah, I would say so, especially until the vaccine comes out for school-going age uh, between uh, age five and age twelve. And there was a little bit of a debacle with regards to when the vaccine is going to come out. As the CDC had recently said, they probably had to push it back a little. Um, I would say until the vaccine is out, it would be a good idea to wear a mask. And even though uh, the vaccine is going to be out for kids, I'm sure there's going to be a, <clears throat> a lot of vaccine hesitancy among parents to give it to their own kids. So I think masking just adds an extra layer of protection especially since they might be exposed um, to the virus from adults at home or from other individuals. So we don't want them to spread it out to the others, as especially overall um, schools have been known to not harbor uh, many of these um, COVID infections in the past few months we saw. So I think if you want to continue the good trend, um, I think um, asking would be still considered to be appropriate, uh, of course, and uh, maintaining that three feet distance, which um, was discussed uh, by the CDC. How long is all this going to go on? Masking the kids and, and, and everything else, how long will this continue? Well, um, uh, learning from different pandemics, like, you know, especially the Spanish flu, which is 100 years ago, as well as the history of the Black Plague and smallpox, whenever these pandemics come in, they have got a very long tail. And it can extend anywhere from three to up to even five years. So considering we started this probably towards the, um, uh, towards the early part of 2020, um, I would say that, you know, at least another year uh, a year uh, and probably another three or four months or beyond that uh, would be a possibility. And, uh, and you know, you might have small outbreaks in and out, but it won't be to that extent from what we have suffered so far. That is what my assessment is, especially since um, the uh, you know, vaccine has been um, like, you know, distributed. Of course, a lot of work to be done, but um, I would say give or take at least a year from now. Uh, would be a safe bet to consider that, you know. Should vaccinated people wear a mask? I would say not really, not at all, uh, especially if you have a good, robust immune system. If you're immunosuppressed in any way or form, like if you're on steroids or on biological agents, or if you have a transplant, um, I would say then it's good to wear a mask, even though you're vaccinated, just to avoid getting exposed to even that 5% or more um, of uh, chances of you getting COVID infection. So I would say masking only for uh, immunosuppressed individuals. And of course, even if you're vaccinated and if you've got a healthy immune system, you won't be wrong if you want to vaccinate, uh, sorry, if you want to mask, especially in areas where there's a huge crowd or huge gathering, but that's up to an individual. Um, I, I wouldn't really, you know, uh, like, you know, enforce upon the point that you should wear a mask if you have a healthy immune system and if you're vaccinated completely.
What do you say to some of the criticism? This, I guess this will have to be our last question, but what do you say to some of the, some of the criticisms of the vaccine? You know, some folks say it's untested, it's only experimental, it's, uh, you know, provisionally approved. It's, so one person uh, says it's a gene therapy that, uh, you know, you're indoctrinating people. We still hear people saying they're actually injecting a chip into you. What do you, what do you say to some of these really widely and closely held myths that people are holding on to? Well, you know, uh, definitely, like, you know, vaccines are very safe and effective. I've seen that uh, hands-on uh, in my work. Uh, but at the same time, I know, like, you know, the myths will keep going on. But I would, re- it would really help if the FDA gets full approval for all these vaccines. But in the meanwhile, I, like, you know, I just ask people, what is your specific concern? And if I may ask, uh, if I may, like, you know, help you with the directly with that particular question. Uh, whenever people tell me about the microchip thing, I said the, the biggest thing which can be monitored is your cell phone. Like your cell phone knows what you're doing, where you're doing it. If anybody wants to snoop around, they can do that. These vaccines have been very well tested. People get surprised how quickly the vaccine came out, but there was already a lot of legwork going on on mRNA vaccines in the past. And uh, when this happened, 50% of the job was already done because of the backdrop. Uh, work was being done on mRNA vaccines, not specifically about COVID vaccines, but overall about vaccines. So uh, that's the reason why we could get up so quickly and all hands were on deck to get this vaccine up and running as quickly as possible. It is very much safe and healthy, and this is a process. Uh, Nobody gets full approval quickly. So this is how it begins and this is how it goes through. But overall, of course, there are side effects to the vaccine, but the benefits far outweigh the risks of the vaccines. And to my knowledge, I haven't seen any particular reason why one should not take the vaccine, because even though the uh, virus might not make you die, even if you have a good healthy system, even if you are young, it might get you very, very sick, and one cannot decide, well, if you're a 30-year-old gentleman, you are going to live or die, because I have seen weird, bizarre ways people contract this disease and get and succumb to the illness as well. So these are very well tested and tried vaccines globally. And um, I would say if you have any particular reason why you should not take it, you should always talk to a healthcare provider and try one-on-one reasoning it out with them to decide whether this vaccine is appropriate for you or, and your family. Well, you can get more of that information at upmc.com slash coronavirus. That's a place we've been going occasionally and, and of course, talking to you in between. Dr. DeLaw, thank you so much for your information, your help, and uh, we, I guarantee you, we're going to be checking back in again, probably before school starts. That might be a way to go, And uh, but we'll, we'll ask again to chat with you then. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for your time, and thanks for listening. Very much appreciated. That is uh, Dr. Rutal DeLaw, Medical Director of Infectious Diseases at UPMC Susquehanna. Uh, on the Delta variant and masking before school, upmc.com slash coronavirus.